Are you afraid that your kids are going to live in your basement until they inherit your house? At the Kid Factor Academy, we can ease your fears and empower your kids. Go to thekidfactor.fun to book a free chat with me and learn how to get your kids to move out of your basement sooner. Hey, young entrepreneurs and savvy parents. On this podcast, we are unlocking the secrets to financial success and empowering young minds through financial education, personal development, and entrepreneurship. We're here to provide practical tips and guidance on raising unstoppable and money-savvy kids. We'll explore inspiring stories from young trailblazers and interview successful entrepreneurs so your kids won't inherit your financial history. It's never too late to learn about money and build the life most adults only dream of. From managing your birthday money to starting your own community-based business or even launching an online business, we've got you covered. I started my first business at the age of six and a half. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur ever since. So buckle up and join us on this thrilling adventure that will empower you and your kids to achieve unstoppable greatness and generational wealth. I'm your host, Barb V, and this is the Kid Factor Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Kid Factor. I am so excited. I'm so grateful that you have decided to join us today. And it's the start of a new year, 2024. Wasn't episode 22 just amazing? Didn't you just love Andrew and the Miller family? I am so thankful and grateful for their episode. And I am so thankful and grateful for all of you and joining us to making 2023 a successful year. Now, Did you know that 2024 is a leap year? That's right. You have an extra day in your life this year. 366 days, you get February 29th as an extra day in your life. As February 29th, which is a Thursday, you know that one of my favorite sayings is when you change the way you think, the things you think about change. So on today's episode, I want to help you Change the way you think. And let's start with that extra day. You also know that when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So what special something are you going to do with that extra day, Thursday, February 29th, 2024, in your life? Think about that for a minute. What can you do with an extra day? What can you do with an extra 24 hours? Well, if you fail to plan your day, when you don't create a routine, when you don't have a mindset about time management, poof, every day will run into the next and run into the next. And you'll hear something like I heard last week from so many adults who said, oh my gosh, 2023 is over. Where did the time go? Kid Factor family, I am so glad that you're here today. And today is going to be a solo episode where I share some of the wisdom and the insights and some of the questions and answer some of the questions that parents and kids just like yourselves have reached out to us and have asked us. It brings me to one of the classes that I teach called What the Wealthy Teach Their Children, and You Can Too. In that class, we talk about some of the different mindsets, the skills, and the things that the wealthy will teach their children at home and that the majority of communities don't get. And you know, here at the Kid Factor, we talk all about money. We talk about business, entrepreneurship, and mindset. So I want to start you off 
with the concept of mindset. What is your mindset? What do you think about? Because we focus around money, I want you to know and understand that so many people have so many triggers about and around money. One of them is that money doesn't grow on trees. Well, I beg to differ that sentiment because I truly do believe that money does grow on trees. What has your family tree taught you about money? What have you learned about money? Are you a family of spenders? So when money comes in, you spend it all. And some of you might not have money, enough money to get you through the end of the month. So you run out of money before you run out of time. Some of you might be individuals and you might have learned, hold on to it. Don't spend it on the first thing that comes to you. You don't have that hole in your pocket that burns that hole that wants you to go out and spend the money. And some of you might be a balance somewhere in the middle, but where did you learn these traits? Where did you get your mindset around money? Most of us get it from our family tree, from our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, maybe even our great-great-grandparents. A lot of our money skills and mindsets around money do grow from our family tree. So some of the things I want to share with you today is what the wealthy teach their children. And they typically start at home. When you think about money, are you a saver, a spender, a philanthropist, or a combination of all of them? Are you an investor? What is it that the wealthy teach their children? Well, one of the first and most important things, and I want you to think about this, 88% of the wealthy do this one thing every day to increase their wealth. What are some of your guesses and what do they do that increase their wealth? The truth is they read. 88% of the wealthy read every day. And that reading and that knowledge increases their wealth. I heard a statistic recently that said something like, 54 or 74% of high school graduates will not read a nonfiction book after high school graduation, but 88% of the wealthy read every single day. In some of the statistics, did you know that Mark Cuban is reported to read about three hours or more a day? That Warren Buffett reads five to six hours a day. And when Elon Musk was a little boy, it's reported that he would read two books a day. And did you know that Jeff Bezos started Amazon as a book business where he was selling books out of his garage? Oprah Winfrey created the largest book club in the world. And this is one of the things that the wealthy do and teach their children to do. So my question to you is, what are you reading every day? What are you reading for fun? What are you reading to learn? What are you reading for enjoyment? So that's number one, what the wealthy teach their children. The next thing is that becoming wealthy is very simple. It really only takes two things. Number one is to know the basics. Number two is even more important, and that's to apply the basics, the little things in your life that make and can make you wealthy. 
because it's very simple to become wealthy. And like I mentioned, when you change the way you think, the things you think about change. One of my things that the wealthy teach their children is to find a mentor. And one of my mentors is Benjamin Franklin. Some of you are thinking, Barb, Benjamin Franklin's dead. Well, yes. But did you know he could still be my mentor? Because there are books that I've read. There are writings that he has done. And did you know that Benjamin Franklin understood something that was called compounding? You might have heard the famous quote by Albert Einstein that said, the most powerful force in the universe is compounding. And he was referring to it as compounding interest. But Benjamin Franklin understood the fact around compounding. So he changed the way people think. Benjamin Franklin was an American revolutionary. He was a diplomat and an inventor. And one of the things that he said and quoted is quoted for is a penny saved is a penny earned. So before he died in 1790, Benjamin Franklin bequeathed the cities of Boston and Philadelphia 1,000 sterling. He put a stipulation on this sterling. He said, here is what you can do with this 1,000 sterling for each of the cities. He said, the interest on the sterling is to augment the principal continually. And at the end of 100 years, 1890, 75% of the fund from this 1,000 sterling each of these cities got was to be expended to and for public works. So he was bequeathing, giving the money to them, to the city, and they couldn't touch it for a hundred years. And then the balance was to be compounded for another hundred years. And by 1990, when both of these cities received their balances after 200 years, the combined bequest had grown from 1,000 sterling to today, well over $6.5 million. $6.5 million over 200 years. That's a lot of money. For those of you here at the Kid Factor, I want to teach you a little bit more about compounding and compounding your skills, compounding the way you think, and compounding money for you. So parents, I want you all to grab with your children, I want you to grab a checkerboard or a chessboard. And on that chessboard, there are eight rows and eight columns. We know eight times eight is 64. So there are 64 different squares on the checkerboard. So what I want you to do is I want you to go get a bunch of rice. And on the first square, I want you to put one single piece of rice. On the second square, I want you to compound that and double it. I want you to put two pieces of rice. On the third square, I want you to double square number two, and I want you to put four pieces of rice. And I want you to do that all the way to the 64th square. I want you to double every square, the prior square before it. So I want you to learn and teach and understand and physically be able to see the power of compounding. Because as Benjamin Franklin and as 
Albert Einstein shared, the power of compounding. Now, today is a new day in your life, and it's a new day for you to look at things differently. Ten years ago, I started working with one of my young entrepreneurs. I've been working with Alan off and on now for over 10 years. Well, he got some money for his birthday, and he got some money for Christmas that year, and he wanted to buy a dirt bike motorized dirt bike. And his dad said, I'd be happy to let you do that. But before you do, I want you to work with Miss Barb. And after Miss Barb works with you for a couple classes, I will let you do with what you want with this money. Now, it wasn't quite a bit of money because he'd gotten some money for Christmas and he'd gotten some money for his birthday. Did you get any money over the holidays? Did you get any money for your birthday or just because your grandparents or your aunt or uncle or a friend came over? Here's, and they slip you a couple dollars. They slip you a 20, they slip you a hundred dollar bill or they slip you some change. Did you get any money? So what are you planning on doing with that money this year? So think about this. When I began little, almost 10 years ago, working with Alan, And in the class, I shared with him. And then I also, he also took another class with me called Mom, Can I Have a Quarter? He learned so many things that the wealthy teach their children. By the end of the time that we were working together, his dad said, okay, what do you want to do with your money? Do you want to buy, are you ready to go out and buy your dirt bike? And Alan said, no, I want to do what Miss Barb shared with me so that I'll have more money so that he can compound the money that he was given, and let his money grow for him. So think about this, parents. If you are 10 years old today and you want to put that money in a bank account, you could put that money in a bank account where it would get standard interest. But parents, listen carefully. If your child is 10 years old today, you could help them by starting a custodial Roth IRA account. Your bank might tell you, put it in a standard investment account for your child and it'll grow interest, but it won't grow the interest like compounding interest that Benjamin Franklin did with the cities of Philadelphia and Boston. What is a custodial Roth IRA account? All of the things that I share here on the Kid Factor, I do want you to know that I am not a financial advisor. I am not a financial planner. I am an educator. I'm not a tax preparer. I am not a tax consultant. I'm an educator. I do want you to always seek the advice of your financial advisors, your financial professionals, be it in taxes, be it in business, or be it in investments. But I want you to think about this as you educate yourself and your children. If you were to start a custodial Roth IRA account, for your 10-year-old tapped into at the age of retirement, maybe at age 65. So 55 years you can put into this account. Small efforts lead to big results. And you remember that Benjamin Franklin set the standards for the city of Boston and the city of Philadelphia. They couldn't touch their money for 200 years. And they grew it to about $6 million. But in less than 55 years, at the age of 65, 
If you have a 10-year-old this year in 2024, at the age of retirement, by putting in on an annual basis just $6,000 a year, your child would put in a contribution of about $330,000. But in 55 years, utilizing compounding that Roth IRA account for your child at age 65 would be just shy of $6 million. However, if you put that money into a standard investment account, your child will have to take out about two, have to pay about $2,024,847 in taxes. But because of a custodial Roth IRA account, your child will save that much in taxes because the tax advantages of a Roth IRA account would keep that money in your child's pocket. So think about that. And if you took a single piece of rice and you put it on the board for those 64 squares, did you have enough rice to put on? the last row or two of squares? What if you do that with your money? This is something that the wealthy teach their children. Something that Alan learned was not only would his investing and his savings grow exponentially through compounding, but he learned something that the wealthy teach their children, that you can make money out of thin air. How do you do that? You do it with one simple idea, maybe from reading or being exposed to a movie, a podcast, or a YouTube channel. You get one simple idea. You can turn that one simple idea into so much more. How you think is more powerful than what you think about. So another thing that the wealthy teach their children is all about goal setting. And when I began working with Alan, I worked with him and I taught him about goal setting. And today, being January, what are your goals for 2024? What are your goals for this month? What is your goal to utilize and how will you utilize Thursday, February 29th, that extra day of your year? Well, if you set a goal and you create positive habits around your goals, you're going to be so much further ahead in your life than many adults. Regardless of how old you are, you remember, and if you haven't listened to episode 10, where you met Barrett, or episode episode 15, where you got to learn about Mac, and you heard about Mac, you heard about Barrett, and some of the goals that they set for themselves, and some of the things that they were doing. Well, they started their own businesses. Is it a part of your goal this year to start your own business? All of the top achievers, in every aspect of life, athletics, musicians, doctors, lawyers, dancers, academics, professionals, artists, all of the top performers in whatever they do and in business, think about the number one sanitation collector in your community. What's their goal? Their goal is to be number one. The top achievers in anything they do, they set goals for themselves. What are your goals? When I work with my young entrepreneurs, and Alan was one of them, I taught him to set SMART goals. And a SMART goal is a goal acronym. SMART is an acronym. It stands for specific. So what's a specific goal that you want to write 
for yourself or accomplish this year. And then you have to measure it. So the M in SMART stands for measuring that goal. And then the goal has to be attainable. It can't be, I want to be on Mars by the end of the year. I want to go to Mars by the end of the year. That's not realistic, which is the R in SMART. And it's not really attainable yet. A SMART goal is timed. So it gives you a deadline. And there there are big goals and then there are micro goals. Your SMART goals are going to be your bigger goals. What's the big thing you want to do? Maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it's to buy something very unique or something that you really want. Alan learned to start set goals. And the first goal he set was he said he wants to be a millionaire. And he didn't say, I want to be, he was eight years old at the time. He didn't want to be a millionaire by his ninth birthday, but he wanted to be a millionaire and he wants to be a millionaire by the time he's 21. He set that goal when he was eight years old and he told his dad, no, you know what? I don't want the dirt bike right now. I want to get that dirt bike utilizing compounding effect of my money and I want my money to make more money for me. So he set goals in doing that. Before that, I had to teach him that he's already, because he wanted to start a business, he's already, just like every one of you are, you are the CEO of your own business. And a CEO is the chief executive officer. Now think about this. I just shared with you that no matter what your age is, no matter what you do in life, no matter what your profession is, Each and every one of us, we're the CEO of our own business, the chief executive officer of a business or an organization. And that business or organization is your life. Have you ever had somebody to tell you, maybe an older brother, a sister, a friend, or a cousin, maybe even your parents, oh, Barb, would you mind your own business? Oh, Alan, would you mind your own business? Oh, Jeff, Joy, Heather, would you mind your own business? Boom, they're giving you brilliant information. Because they're absolutely right. What is your business that you're already the CEO of? It's your life. You are the CEO of your own business. You are the CEO, the choice and decision maker of your own life. Now, you might say, well, no, I'm not. My mom and dad are. Well, yes and no, because think about this. If mom or dad or one of the adults in your home, maybe they tell you to clean your room, make your bed, do your homework. You, as the CEO of your own life, you have three ways to answer that or respond to that request. And you're running your business. Think about it this way. You could say yes and do it right away, just like that. Or you could say, okay, but then you don't do it right away and you get to it a little bit later. That's not great customer service, but you still get it done. You might not do it to the best of your abilities, but you still get it done. Now, don't throw me under the bus and don't tell your parents or whoever's told you to do something that Miss Barb said I didn't have to do it. No, that's your own choice and decision. But your other choice and decision, like I said, you have three of them, The next one could be, you could say no. You could say, nope, I'm not doing the dishes. Nope, I'm not cleaning my room. Nope, I'm not doing my homework. But you're the CEO of your own life and your own business. So you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that choice and decision. 
maybe your parents will say, okay, you don't want to clean your room? Well, then, you know, I will clean it for you and I'm going to take everything that's on the floor. I'm going to take that out and you don't get it back. Or you're going to have to do more physical work for me to earn it back. And you're going to say, that's not fair. Well, it might not be fair to you, but it's a choice and decision that you made and the way you've chosen to run your business, your own life. So yes, you have a choice and decision for everything you do, but we also have the consequences in running our own business. If you went to a fast food restaurant and you ordered something off the menu and they said, okay, and it took them 45 minutes to get you your burger or your food, are you ever going to go back to them? Because the way they run their business, probably not. Or if they gave it to you and it was cold, probably not. But that's the way they're running their business and their business won't be in business for a very long time. It will actually probably go out of business very quickly. So think about that. Now, each and every one of us, adults, parents, children, grandparents, great-grandparents, each of us is the CEO of our own lives. Now, as the CEO of our own lives, I want you to think about this. You're also, as a business owner, you already have employees. Now you think I probably went off the deep end and was like, well, what do you mean I have employees? Yes. Each of you, no matter how old you are, how young you are, no matter what profession you're doing, you already have employees. Now, think about it. I'm going to name some of your employees and you're going to understand because of what we're talking about today, when you change the way you think, the things you think about will change. So some of your employees might be Andy, might be Ben, might be Alex, George. Now, don't tell everybody, but you know, George is my hardest working employee. Then there's Tom, Abe, and even Grant. But my favorite employee is Ben. Don't tell all my other employees. And these are your employees too. You've got seven, maybe even more employees. And you're thinking, Miss Barb, you're not quite there right now because, okay, yes, I'm the CEO of my own business. And you're also the CFO, the chief financial officer, all of that right now, no matter how old you are. So here's your employees. George is George Washington, and he is on the American $1 bill. Ooh, how is George a $1 bill your employee? Well, if you send George out and you spend George as your employee, is he going to come back and work for you tomorrow? No. But if you send George out to work for you and he comes back with Tom, on the $2 bill, he's just doubled his worth to you. George went out and worked for you, and he came back as one of your employees, and now he's doubled himself as Tom. So you see where I'm going? Abe is Abraham Lincoln. What bill is he on? He's on the $5 bill. So if Tom and George go out and work for you, $3 goes out and works for you, and they bring back Abe, you now have $5 or you have $8. Now you keep working on that, and now you're going to really see and understand why Ben, Benjamin Franklin, on the $100 bill is my favorite employee. 
But George, the $1 bill, he's my hardest worker. But Ben is my favorite employee. How many of you would love more Bens in your wallet? More Bens in your business, in your life? Absolutely. And you get that way by thinking differently. And all of those of you who are listening, if you are in a different country, think about your money as your employees. Because all of your money is an employee. Are you setting your employees up to go out and work for you and come back and make you wealthier? Well, that's something that the wealthy teach their children. They might not teach it as your money are your employees like I do, but they will teach you how your money can compound just like that rice on the checkerboard compounds from square to square to square. And like I talked to your parents earlier, custodial Roth IRA account, you can multiply that and over 55 years, you know, the small things, $6,000 a year. Right now, yes, that might be a lot of money, but over the years in contributing only $330,000 can make you nearly $6 million. That's huge. That's taking care of your employees, sending them out to work for you. But here's the cool part. One of the things Alan did was he started his own business. He took care of his employees. He understood how to manage risk and limit the risk of losing his employees. And he didn't spend them. He invested them. And that's something that the wealthy teach their children is not to go out and spend the money, not to blow your employees and send your money to go work for somebody else by spending them, but to send your employees out to work for you, but then to come back multiplied. Now, as a great CFO, chief financial officer, you've got to take care of your employees, send them out. So how do the wealthy teach their children to do this? How did Alan do this? How did I do this? Well, they start their own businesses, their own side gigs, their own hustle. Is one of your goals here in 2024 to start your own family business, to start your own young entrepreneurial business, to support your children in starting their own business. Could your child, before 10 years from now, before 55 years from now, could they take the money they received for their birthday, for the holidays, for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for any time or an aunt or uncle or grandparent comes over and says, here's some money. That's not just money. That's now employees that you can utilize to grow your business and to even start another business. So working with Alan, I helped him to understand the difference between assets and liability. And here's his smart goal. I will be a millionaire on or before my 21st birthday on March 10th, 2027. That's a smart goal because it is specific. What's he going to be? A millionaire. And is that measurable? Absolutely. He'll know whether or not he has a net worth of a million dollars or more on or before his 21st birthday. Is that attainable? He wrote this when he was eight years old. Is that attainable? Absolutely. Because he gave himself a number of years, more than 10 years to become a millionaire. Is it realistic? Yes, because he didn't say I was going to do it overnight. I wasn't going to do it in the next year. He's given himself years of time to compound and to make his employees work for him. And then the T, is it timed? Absolutely, he gave himself a deadline. 
his birthday on March 10th, 2027. So what are the goals that you're making? What are the goals that you're creating? What are you setting? What do you want in the next 366 days? Would you like to better attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting? Did you know that podcast advertising has become the number one way to reach customers since 2020? Go to thekidfactor.fun, book a chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Now, one of the important things that I want you to truly understand is I want you to decide to design your life on the visions of your future, not on the memories of your past. You know, don't dwell on the things that are memories. Where are you headed? What are you looking forward to? How are you going? And if you listen to episode 22, you'll remember hearing Andrew say, he's focused on something amazing tomorrow, next week, the week after, the month after. And that's gotten him through all of the tough times that he and his family have gone through over the past year or so. So what are the goals that you're setting? What is your vision? So Allen's was to start his own business and to take care of his employees. And to do that, I taught him about these two words. And these are two words that I really want you to know about today. Assets and liabilities. Assets and knowing the difference between assets and liabilities. Assets is something that puts money into your pockets into your bank accounts. It makes your business grow wealthy and it puts your employees to work. George, Ben, Abe, Grant puts all of those employees to work for you and it puts more money into your pockets when you invest it and when you make them grow. However, a liability is the thing that takes money out of your pockets, out of your bank accounts. Alan's dirt bike, he realized real quickly that's a liability. He had enough money to buy the dirt bike. He had enough money to put gas in it one time, but then he didn't have any more money. And he realized if he took his money and spent it on that liability after it ran out of gas the first time, he wasn't going to be able to ride it until he earned more money. So what did he do? He started his own business. He turned his money into assets and not spent his employees and sent them out to work for somebody else using liabilities, taking money out of his pockets, out of his bank accounts. So he invested in assets and it was a true investment. And it's one of the things that we do here at the Kid Factor. Alan, 10 years ago, he started with small little vending machines. By the time he was nine years old, he had 10 vending machines. Each of them, and this is where your business would be different. Each of those assets put money into his pocket and he put more than a hundred dollars into his pocket because he learned how to do it the right way. He learned where to place them. He learned what to put into them. He learned how to market and sell them. It wasn't just go get a vending machine and go sell it. No, he learned how to do it right because he had a mentor, me. And by the time he was nine years old, he was making more than a thousand dollars a month from his 10 little vending machines. Your work may differ. You make make may be making more. You may may make less, but you have to know what you're doing. But then his business, his vending machine business, as we ran into a major hurdle, major roadblock in 2020, when people weren't going out into the community, when they weren't putting a quarter into a machine. And they've learned that some of them are doing well. Some of them aren't doing as well as they did before 2020. If you remember and you go back and you listen to episode 10 or episode 15, 
you'll hear how today I am teaching and working with my young entrepreneurs and teaching them all the right skills and talents to create digital vending machines so that you get the same benefits of your asset, but you get even a greater reach, a greater response. And you learn the difference between assets and liabilities and you utilize those assets and liabilities. The next thing that the wealthy teach their children is how to invest. And you can invest in stocks and bonds. You can invest in real estate. You can invest in gold and silver. You can invest in trading cards. You can invest in dolls. You can invest in things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. You can invest in artwork. These are all different types of investment vehicles that you can take advantage of. But the most important thing I want you to think about investing is your habits. Like when I started, the wealthy teach their children and the wealthy, 88% of the wealthy do this one thing every day. They read, they learn. What habits are you doing? What are you investing your time in? Are you learning to read, to learn? Are you taking care of your physical body? Are you investing your time in taking care of your health? What health habits are you investing in? Are you eating junk? Crap. And when I say crap, it's a part of what I teach my athletes. Stop eating crap, carbonated beverages, refined sugars, artificial sweeteners, and processed foods. So that's another acronym. And that acronym is talking all about the crap. Stop eating that stuff. Take care of your body. Because think about this. When your body dies, where are you going to live? If you don't take care of your body, you're going to kill it. And if you kill it, where are you going to live? So you've got to take care of your body because it's the only one we're given. And then most importantly, how are you investing your time? Are you spending your time like your money? You spend it, you send it out there. It doesn't come back to you. Or are you investing your time like you are today? And I'm so excited that you're investing your time by listening and joining us here on The Kid Factor. Are you investing your time by going back and listening to some of our previous episodes of The Kid Factor? Are you investing your time in reading? Are you investing your time by giving back to others? Because think about it, the most valuable, precious gift that we have is the value of our time. Because once you spend your time, you don't get it back. So are you spending your time? Are you investing your time? Are you killing your time or are you wasting your time? Because your time and how you manage your time is one of our most precious resources because you'll never get it back. We cannot get back any day in 2023 because it's already passed. But we can plan for the future and we can plan amazing things that we can do for this year, leap year, an extra day, Thursday, February 29th. What are you planning to do on that day? What are you planning to do tomorrow? How are you going to manage your time? Some of the things that I've shared with you on what the wealthy teach their children that money does grow on trees. The knowledge about money and around money and the things that you might do or choose, your mindset is influenced by your family tree. What you do and how you do it with your money, you've changed the way that you think. And when you change the way you think and you think differently, the things you think about will change. Hopefully, you know and understand today that you are the CEO of your own life and your own business, which is your life. You already have employees, your money. If you look at them that way, and then you send them out to work for you through assets versus liabilities, wow, what a different year you can create for yourself. 
What an amazing and different future you can create for yourself and your family and your loved ones. And if you start your own business and you do it the right way now, you don't have to go through all the roadblocks, all the challenges. You can avoid all those by working with a mentor, by learning and understanding so many different things. And I told you, becoming wealthy is simple. It takes two things. You have to know the basics, but more importantly, you have to apply them. Today, I want you to know and understand that a part of all you earn is yours to keep. What does that mean? Every single employee that comes to you, you get to choose what to do with them. And one of the things you should do with them is to keep them and put them to work for you. Another thing that the wealthy teach their children, and we've talked about it today, and especially for those of you who are young today, basic number two is to apply the knowledge. So how do you apply some of the knowledge to become wealthy? Number one, save and invest. And for young people and the elderly, you we, sh- we all should be saving at least 10% of what we bring in. Some people aren't in that habit and they can't do that very well, but you can do that very well if you start today. So what does that mean? 10% is a single dime on every dollar that you have. But for those of you who are young, that are six, eight, 10, 12, 15 years old, I would challenge you to save 75% of your earnings and invest it, split it up, save some of it, invest some of it. Let those employees come back and work for you. Because think about this, most of you young people, most of the kids listening to the kid factor, you're not paying the bills around the house. You're not paying for your cell phone. You're not paying for your internet. You're not paying for most of the games that you play. You're not paying for the food that's on your table. You might pay for your snacks. You might pay for some of the clothing that you want to buy or some of the sports equipment that you want. But do that with the money outside of saving and investing for yourself. Because remember, a lot of those things are liabilities. Create the assets that will pay for what it is you want. Alan eventually did get his dirt bike, but his vending machines paid for them. And when he ran it out of gas, his vending machines paid for it. And then the really cool thing was one year he bought a snowmobile for his dad for Christmas by the money that he earned from his vending machines. You can do the same thing. Basic number three is what I just shared. Let your asset buy your liabilities. And with the more assets you have, the more money you can generate, the more employees that you have, the more liabilities you can choose to purchase. And remember, money is just a tool. It's like a hammer. It's like a wrench. It's a tool. It can be used for good, but money is just a tool. It's not good, bad, or ugly. It's the person using that tool. Just like a week or two ago, I was using a hammer and I was hammering a nail and the hammer missed the nail, and I hit my own thumb. Well, it wasn't the hammer's fault. It was the person using that tool. You got to know and understand money's just a tool. You got to learn how to use it. Number five basic, never stop learning. 88% of the wealthy read every day. Are you? Set your SMART goals. Remember, SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timed. Just like Alan set his SMART goal, I will be a millionaire on or before my 21st birthday on March 10th, 2027. 
He's got three years to go, and I think he's going to do it long before that because of the businesses he's started and other things he's doing. And then base, the next basic, invest your time wisely. Invest your time. Don't just spend it. Don't kill it. Don't waste it. Invest your time. The next one, make sure that you take care of your body because if you don't, where are you going to live? How are you going to live? Are you going to be able to live the life of your dreams that you want? Do the things that you want with the people that you want for as long as you want, wherever you want. And then one of the most important basics is to build positive, strong friendships and relationships. Build healthy relationships. And for me, the most important is put the priorities of your life first. I do not know a single millionaire that has ever said, I wish I spent more time at work. Too many millionaires and the billionaires that I know didn't spend enough time with their loved ones. So as you're going through and as you're setting your goals for 2024, as you're looking at what are you going to do and how are you changing the way you think and the way you live, make sure that you set the priorities of your life first. What are your priorities? For me, my number one priority is to my God who has blessed me and given me anything and everything that I have. Number two is my family and my friends. Number three is to be able to serve and give back to the community that supports me and supports my business. My health, you know, my work is at the lower end of the top things and the priorities of my life because I have an amazing wealth of friends and family. I serve in the community. I have an amazing church and church family that supports me and works with me that I get to do things and do the things that I love. So the most important, put the priorities of life first. What are your goals? What do you want to look back upon? And now that you know some of the things that the wealthy teach their children, I want to thank you for joining us today. And I really want you to know and understand I want you to go look in the show notes because I am about to bring to everyone, and we can't really talk about it yet, but we are bringing to everyone a really amazing thing that you can put your employees to work for you and you can double the work that they do for you simply and easily. And that kind of work is in the show notes. We can't talk about it yet, but I want you to go click on that link, look at the videos, look at some of the information. And I want you to know and understand some of that because there's more that we're going to talk about and we just can't quite do it yet, but it really grows around your assets and your liabilities. We want to help you to get more out of every employee, grow your wealth and take advantage of whatever you're doing today and however you're, the assets that you're getting, the liabilities that you're spending on. I'm going to share with you something really unique and different that is going to change the way you think and the way you utilize your employees, the way you learn and work around money, both as a kid and as an adult. So go check out the show notes, click on the special links, and I look forward and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for making the Kid Factor incredible last year, 2023, but let's look forward to the amazing thing that we are going to do together in 2024. And remember your ABCs, be strong in all that you do, in academics, in business, in cash flow, and most importantly in life. And you will be unstoppable and you'll be able to create a life 
that others only dream of. And I guarantee you, if you start with today's episode and you start putting these basics into practice, you will have an amazing, incredible 2024 creating a life that others only dream of. Thank you, Kid Factor family, for all that you do. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Go to our website, email me, reach out to us, and let us help you attain those goals that you're setting for yourself in 2024. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends and family. Be sure to go to our website, thekidfactor.fun, to receive your free PDF, Tips for Raising Financially Independent Kids. 